Peace to you. Welcome back to The Naked Truth. We have made it to the book of Ruth and we're up to chapter 3. If you want to read along with me, let's begin. Verse 1. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, shall I not seek security for you that it may be well with you? So the people we're talking about here are Naomi and Ruth. Naomi is the mother-in-law. Ruth is the one whose name the book of Ruth is named after her daughter-in-law. And she's... um discussing what Ruth can do to secure her place in society. And this time in the Bible and in the world, at least this culture in the world, a woman basically had to have a man, whether it's her father, her husband, a son, or in some cases a brother, um, to represent and take care of her. Otherwise, she was um, uh, up for grabs and in a lot of danger. In this instance, Naomi has already lost her husband, and two sons, one of which was Ruth's husband. And um, so now it's just the two of them trying to fend for themselves. And they've returned to Ruth's, I'm sorry, Naomi's um, homeland, the um, so-called promised land. Whereas uh, Ruth is from the area of Moab, which is on the eastern side of the um, Jordan River. But now they've both gone back to Canaan, um, as it used to be called to um, make their way in life. Verse 2. Now Boaz, whose young women who were, who you were, start again. Verse 2. Now Boaz, whose young women you were with, is he not our relative? In fact, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. So Boaz is a kinsman of uh, Naomi and by extension Ruth. And that's whose field Ruth has been gleaning grain in so for survival. And he's been pretty good to her. Um, Verse 3. Therefore, wash yourself and anoint yourself. Put on your best garment and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. So it sounds like her mother-in-law is telling her to prepare herself to seduce Boaz. Uh, Clean herself up, put on something nice, and go down there and wait for him till after he's eaten and drank. Verse 4, then it shall be when he lies down that you shall notice the place where he lies and you shall go in, uncover his feet and lie down and he will tell you what you should do. So she is talking about seduction. She's basically telling her daughter-in-law to wait till he's done all his um, uh, daily work and eaten and drunk and settled down in his bed and then go ahead and present yourself to him. Verse 4, then it shall be when he lies down that you shall notice oh sorry read that one verse 5 and she said to her and all that you say to me I will do so Ruth is taking her mother-in-law's word for it that that's how things are done Uh, probably in her culture since they're from different cultures even though she was married to Ruth's I'm sorry to Naomi's son um, she's probably just taking her advice to say well that's just what I should do and so she says she's going to be obedient Verse 6, so she went down to the threshing floor and did according to all that her mother-in-law instructed her. So she's being obedient and following Naomi's plan. Verse 7, and after Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was cheerful, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain. And she came softly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. So the seduction has begun. Verse 8, now it happened at midnight 
that the man was startled and turned himself and there a young a woman was lying at his feet so nothing sexual had happened to this point but she made herself available to him uh at where he was sleeping he's awakened now in the night and he sees her there verse 9 and he said who are you so she said i'm ruth your maidservant take your maidservant under your wing for you are a close relative so um the take your servant maidservant under your wing is a euphemism and in some versions of the bible it will give you um an alternative version of the text which says or spread the corner of your garment over your maidservant she's basically inviting him to have sex with her but to say not just sex but in in the bible a marriage isn't two people get together and there's someone officiating the ceremony uh, a marriage is um if you have sex with each other in some time in many cases that's considered married to the person um and one of the euphemisms they use is uncovering the nakedness and they've been used that's been used in um previous books of the bible as we've read so when she's saying um spread his um his garment over her the corner of his garment over her it's she's sort of cordially inviting him to um have sex with her um let's see verse 10 then he said blessed are you of the lord my daughter for you've shown more kindness at the end than at the beginning and that you did not go after young men whether poor or rich so he's flattered at the fact that she's trying to seduce him because he's an old guy and he's he's saying that it's very kind of her to um not just have looked past him to just try and marry some young guy whether the young guy is rich or poor he's flattered that she saw him and chose him verse 11 and now my daughter do not fear i will do for you all that you request for all the people of my town know that you are a virtuous woman so he's telling her that just like she wants he'll be bond, he'll be bound to her he'll take her under his wing he'll take her as his wife but he's saying but because she's known to be virtuous not some um loose woman as they probably as you might think he's saying he'll do her right it won't be some sort of wham bam thank you ma'am or some sort of secret shameful thing instead he's gonna um do right by her in that sense also and remember he's done pretty well by her so far in everything but their business dealings um verse 12 now it is true that i am a close relative however there's a relative closer than i so although in modern times things like incest are frowned upon but that's just another example of norms that change because norms are not commandments commandments like thou shalt not lie thou shalt not steal thou shalt not kill those don't change norms change depending on what society is like and just like i was saying the incest is common back then and not looked down upon so in this case it's a relative that they're generally expected to um are often expected to marry and um have children with and stuff and he's saying he is a close relative so it's proper that they go ahead and get together um but he's saying there's someone even closer than him so 
presumably she could find another cousin or something that she could also marry and be taken care of or become the property of more realistically since at this time women were considered property um so he wants to make sure that there's not someone closer who could lay claim to her as property um rather than him verse 13 stay this night and in the morning it shall be that if we stay this night and in the morning it shall be that if he will perform the duty of a close relative for you good let him do it but if he does not want to perform the duty for you then i will perform the duty for you as the lord lives lie down until morning so he's telling her he doesn't want to just um have some um something scandalous happen between them where um he takes advantage of the situation of her being a woman in need and just have sex with her and do something else shameful you know by the community standards instead he rather her see if the person who's the next kinsman redeemer as they usually call it or as it'll be called in the bible the next man in line to inherit her as property since her husband is dead her father-in-law is dead and she's not among her own people so she's basically uh belongs to Naomi or to the next man that will take possession of her so he's saying it's only right that there's a closer male relative who has kinsman redeemer rights to you who would inherit her who would be able to um take possession of her he's saying so if that man who's closer to you um um wants you as his property wants you as his wife then let him do that since it's his duty because remember there's that law that they say is the law of Moses that if a man's brother dies his uh, living brother is to take his wife and raise up children to him and Jesus talks about that in the gospels doesn't affirm it but he talks about it um, when it comes to um, the resurrection and the afterlife and all that that's when he was questioned about it Jesus was questioned about it in the gospels by the religious authorities and it's this same subject that they were talking about and um so here what boaz is saying if there is a male that male who he knows to be closer um in um relation to um to ruth and to naomi to um possess ruth and wants her then let him do that since it's his right but if he doesn't he's saying then boaz will step in and do um what he believes to be honorable and he'll take possession of Ruth verse 14 so she lay at his feet until morning and she arose before one could recognize another then he said do not let it be known that the woman came to the threshing floor so um it sounds like early morning before daylight really um um shine before since it's so dark people really couldn't recognize each other still is what it's saying someone else apparently must have known that she went there to the threshing floor to um spend the night with them so or not that that was their purpose but they know she was there so what Boaz is doing is letting whoever it is who he's telling this to to keep it on the download don't let anybody know that um Ruth came there at night before then um that previous night uh to keep that a secret um because of course people would assume if she stayed the night there they fooled around um which it doesn't say that they did and it sounds like Boaz wasn't 
that kind of guy since he's saying he's trying to be honorable about how he's treating her and he recognizes that she's virtuous not that any of that other stuff would be considered unvirtuous by modern term, um, standards but back then it would have been um, but he's saying no don't let anybody know it and he's telling apparently whoever it was probably one of his servants to lot not let it be known either verse 15 also he said bring the shawl that is on you and hold it and when she held it he measured six ephahs of barley and laid it on her then she went into the city so um boaz not only um, made an agreement with her that she'll be taken care of one way or the other whether the other kinsman who um has a right of redemption of her as they would call it accepts that right and marries her or whether he ends up being the one to marry her either way she'll be okay and he also gave her lots of food to take back with her also and probably not just so that she can eat and so that uh, Naomi her mother-in-law would have something to eat but probably also as a cover so that in case anybody does see Ruth um, leaving him so early in the morning they'll assume or at least have the cover of oh she was there to pick up barley she's there to pick up food and he gave it to her verse 16 when she came to her mother-in-law she said is that you my daughter then she told her all that the man had done for her so she's made it back to her mother-in-law Naomi and she's telling she's filled her in on everything how Boaz treated her and what um, they did verse 17 and she said these six ephahs of barley he gave me for he said to me do not go empty-handed to your mother-in-law so um the cover story that boaz is giving ruth to give her mother-in-law naomi is that it's not proper that you should go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed so go back to your mother-in-law with the six ephahs and i forgot just that quickly how much an ephah is um but it's a lot it's it's a lot so but it's not so much she couldn't carry it herself so um but it's a lot and she's taking that back to her mother-in-law and it sounds almost like you would think of or it makes me think of anyway um a dowry or um something that the one family would give to the other as a gift when they're about to marry their child so she's taking that back to her mother-in-law basically as a gift to her from uh, Boaz and at the very least as a courtesy that um or payment that your daughter had your daughter or in this case daughter-in-law spent the night with a man and she came back not empty-handed she came back with a payment those um six ephahs of barley so whether something happened sexually or not Ruth still got something for the night she spent with him and again that may sound shady but it's only by modern standards and norms which again change because prostitution has happened again and again and again in the bible and not only is it not condemned it's pretty common and the men are entitled to do it it seems without condemnation from society or from the lord um, that they're worshiping at the different points that it's occurred verse 18 then she said sit still my daughter until you know how the matter will turn out for the men for the man will not rest until he's concluded the matter this day so naomi is confident that boaz is um a man of his word and that he's going to handle take care of business and handle the whole situation with ruth her daughter-in-law one way or the other to either make sure 
that Ruth will be married off to that other kinsman that they know is closer, a closer relative, or if that fails, if that guy chooses not to get married to Ruth, he she knows that Boaz himself will take Ruth as his own so that Ruth isn't just waving in the wind with um, no prospects for her survival. Um, that's the last verse in this chapter, so that's where we'll end this reading. As always, thank you for joining me for The Naked Truth. I hope it's a blessing for you and that you'll join me again. I love you, and I'll see you next time. Peace be with you.